It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. music just gets me going every time peace and final countdown welcome back hour two underway live from las vegas at our south point studio stormy bonantoni and jeff parles with you and in case you have been living under a rock or you somehow missed it i don't know how it's possible but aaron judge is still a yankee agreeing to what appears to be a nine-year $360 million deal 40 million average annual value so yankees fans everywhere rejoice not too bad. Betting on yourself works every yeah. once in a while, Stormy, and uh, and that kind of leads us to our pro tip that we uh, that we had in the last hour. If you you missed it as well, and look, and this works for every single sport, especially Major League Baseball. Just wait until the season starts, and you get a few games in to bet a favorite in the futures market because let's face it, you're going to find a better number as you go along through the year than what you have right now. The Dodgers are the one that I would be looking mm-hmm. at are currently six to one. They get off to a slowish start. They'll be eight to one, nine to one in the NBA. Golden State preseason favorite, not so much right now. <laughs> oh my goodness, they have struggled, especially on the road. It has been bad. But yeah, it's a great point. Um, the short shots as of right now to win the World Series. Astros, your plus five fifty favorite, followed by the Dodgers at sixty to one, and the Yankees at 
nine to one. Um, also, by the way, so the pro tips, reminder, actionable insights, you can find them at vsin.com. Become a subscriber today, 20 of them every single day, but also at vsin.com right now. Shout out our girl, Stephanie. We teased it yesterday, but producer Steph has her article officially dropped for the first touchdown score charts that she's got going on. And it is really interesting content. I highly recommend you go through it because there are certain teams that have been able to get on the board first in games. There are certain players uh, I know one already, and I'm not going to tell you who. She says it in the article, but already has five first touchdown scores this season. So there are there's some a little bit more rhyme and reason than we might have thought to these first touchdown scores, which are just fun props. You know, it's not something you're laying a ton of money on. But our guy Matt Brown earlier this week had a 16 to one on Taysom Hill, so uh, we'll see where that fit in on the chart. <laughs> hey, look, a winner's a winner, right? Uh, but no, that's a, a really good. We will have to, I'll have to check that yeah, out after fun. the show. Uh, what what Steph had to write because uh, I think there's a uh, one team uh, that you may not expect that is one of the better teams scoring with first touchdown scores. And that's what you call a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Some NFL words that we can check in on, and the one that everybody is always talking about is the MVP market. Patrick Mahomes, our favorite, plus 125 over at DraftKings, followed by Jalen Hurts at plus 175. Joe Burrow, 6-1, to down from... 14 to 1 just about a week or so ago before he and the Cincinnati Bengals upset Mahomes and the Chiefs this past week. Burrow has accounted for 30 total touchdowns for the Bengals and I don't know about you, but I think that he has become more and more live as the season goes on and the Bengals continue to get better here. Joe Burrow is modern day Tom Brady now. You just don't want to face the guy in a big game. I mean, let's just go with what is working against Joe Burrow, Stormy. He has a coach who's not particularly good in Zach Taylor. The offensive line has gotten better, but they made it through the playoffs with no offensive line and made the Super Bowl and were one Aaron Donald play away from being in field goal range to send the Super Bowl to overtime a year or two before really Cincinnati was. I like the way you put that. Yeah, Cincinnati wasn't ready to win, and they almost won last year. Now, for this market, Mahomes is the correct favorite, and Hurts is correctly only 50 cents behind him at this point. That's right. I'm about to do something that I have was not on this train at all. But based off these current numbers, if the Buffalo Bills win out and get the number one seed, which will include a week 17, keep in mind here, primetime games late in the season will sometimes unnecessarily skew the voting. It's a little different this year because it's not just one. You're voting for your top five guys now as opposed to the one that it always was. But Josh Allen at 14 to 1 is probably, if you're going to bet Josh Allen, this is the time to do it. I think that's a great point, especially because there was that lull of games where Josh Allen was dealing with what we believe to be an elbow issue that could hamper the mm-hmm. rest of his season. And we have clearly seen here recently that that's not an issue for him right now. So if he continues to build on what he's done and, like you said, has a marquee performance in that primetime slot and closes the season strong. I think that's completely reasonable. So uh, so here, the last five games for Buffalo, they play the Jets. Again, a, a really good defense that, again, is the only defense that really slowed Buffalo down. I know Buffalo only scored 19 against Miami, but they had 500 yards of offense. They stopped themselves in that game. Then they play Miami. That's another primetime solo window game. That's on a Saturday night uh, next week. Then again, that Monday night, we, we have seen this time and time again where elite performances – Late in the season on national TV against elite teams, Aaron Rodgers, remember Aaron Rodgers was as high as 10 to 1 to repeat. 
last year. He was around that at this point of the year. Great performances down the stretch, including one big primetime game. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers won a second straight MVP. So, look, I don't think Allen's going to be able to get there. I think Mahomes is too big of a lead right now on him. But a Buffalo wins out and Allen outplays Burrow, which is something Mahomes and the Chiefs have been unable to do, which has beat Cincinnati mm-hmm. the last two years. Don't be surprised if Allen steals this award. This market is not necessarily a gimme. And I think that's a really, really interesting point that things are live here these last five or so weeks of the season. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa sitting there at 12 to 1 as well. Um, I'm not going to get into it, but if you want to hear Michael Lombardi's opinion on that, please go check out GM Shuffle. You can download anywhere you get your podcast because he and Femi Abebefe go at it <laughs> in the funnest way because Michael just keeps making fun of Femi. He's like, I know you have a Tua ticket sitting in your pocket and you refuse to tell me about it. It's really good stuff. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit guilt there. I have a two with Tonga Vailoa at sixty at sixty Ooh, to one. Oh wow! Which uh, which was preseason, yep. but two is I think two is drawing dead at this point yes. in in the MVP race. Unless that last that, that performance that, against San yeah, Francisco it, made him look so bad. Yeah, it was brutal. And I, I think the other thing is too is I think Miami, even though those wide receivers are awesome, Waddle's dealing with an injury now as well. It's just it's just tough to ask him to go through. Mm-hmm. All right, you got to win a game in Western New York. You got to win a game in Foxborough. You got to beat the Jets potentially to get in the playoffs week eighteen. I don't. I think two is drawing dead at this point. I think Allen should be shorter than Tua. Actually, a little surprised at those numbers. Well, speaking of uh, those receivers, Tyreek Hill is your favorite in the Offensive Player of the Year market. Uh, only three receivers have won Offensive Player of the Year since 1972, but two of those three have come in the last three seasons: Michael Thomas and, of course, Cooper Cup. As the league has been, you know, in a bit of a passing boom recently here. Overall, running backs have won this award 26 times, quarterbacks 20 times. As I mentioned, Tyreek Hill plus 180. Your favorite, no Patrick Mahomes for him, no problem. He still has racked up 1,379 yards through 12 games. Uh, Jalen Hurts sitting there right below at plus 250. Justin Jefferson at plus 350. So three, uh, excuse me, two of the top three candidates here in terms of the odds market are wide receivers where things sit now. All right, I'm going to make a case for someone who's way down the board Love here. that. I think Justin Jefferson's going to win the award. That's, that's what I'll preface this okay. why because he's completely ungovernable at this point unless and, you're sauce Gardner. well that was a, that was a mix of him and dj reed but i i think the jets defensive line helped those guys out immensely and look when jefferson was near the cousins throws he made the plays uh that's just how good justin jefferson is i'm gonna make a case for Devonte adams at 50 to 1 now you may seem that's insane because the raiders are out potentially out of the playoff mix but stormy Look at the Raiders. <laughs> Look at the Raiders' remaining schedule here. Okay, they're almost a touchdown road favorite this week against the Rams tomorrow night. You expect them to win. That's going to be a Raider home game at SoFi. Let's be honest with ourselves. Then they play New England here. All right, coin flip game. But if you get that game, all of a sudden you go to the final three weeks of the season, sitting at seven and seven in a year where you had all those close losses, and all of a sudden everything's out in front of you to possibly even sneak in the back door and get the seven seed in the AFC. So and this is you're on the you're on the Matt Brown train right now of drawing a line, right? Yeah. From your bet toward the schedule and making Correct. The, correct. Okay, because now, that is a very tough ending. Cor- correct. I expect Pittsburgh is a coin flip. San Francisco, yes, that is a, a difficult game anyway you slice it especially if the Niners need that game, I don't care if Purdy's playing. I don't care if Josh Johnson's playing. It doesn't matter. It's still a difficult game. 
Week 18, Kansas City might not need to play their guys. So if the Raiders go out, and then again, they, it's a long shot. The Raiders are probably going to have to win out. Maybe five and one could get it done. Four and one could get it done uh, if chaos happens around them. But Devontae Adams, as good as Josh Jacobs has been, Devontae Adams has been the best player on the field the last three weeks for the, for the Las Vegas Raiders. And that's when they started to play better. So I'm, I think Adams has a shot if the Raiders make a playoff push. Now, there's a reason he's 50-1. to 1. I wouldn't put any significant money on it. I put pizza money on it. Mm-hmm. But I think at 50-1, to 1, I think that number is off. I think he should be about 20-1, to 1, maybe even 15-1. to 1 right now to win the offensive player of the year. Yeah, Josh Jacobs sitting right above him, mind you, but look at that disparity, 18 to 1 and 50 to 1, despite being back-to-back on the odds board. As far as offensive rookie of the year goes, Christian Watson uh, went from 7 to 1 ahead of last week's game to now the second shortest shot behind Kenneth Walker at plus 225, Walker at 2 to 1. And uh, you look at some of the numbers for Watson through his first six games, had 10 catches for 88 yards, no touchdowns, last four games, 15 catches for 313 yards and seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns on 15 catches? That's not a very sustainable ratio, I don't think. But still, um, it's been incredible the way that he has come on this back half of the season. Are there any names in this market that you look down the board a bit on, or is it kind of the the top is going to be what it's going to be at this point? Garrett Wilson should be the favorite. So I think Garrett Wilson at 3-1 to one is the best bet because since Mike White these last two weeks, Garrett Wilson – has thrown He's near, actually gotten the ball. Yeah, Garrett Wilson nearly has 300 yards total the last two weeks put together. So I, I think Garrett Wilson should be the favorite at this point. Kenneth Walker has been awesome. There's no arguing that, but he is dinged up a little now, Stormy. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little concerned about that, and I'm still, still waiting for that Seattle regress. So okay. I think Garrett Wilson, 3-1, to one, I think he should be favored right now. I think that's still a reasonable bet. Those young guys always get me thinking about the draft, and the 2023 draft order is – Pretty funny. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, get into the maybe the first overall pick market, the quarterback market. But first, Steve Buchanan, betting analyst over at DraftKings, is going to stop by. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get in on the football action this season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Football Extravaganza. Compete free for a share of $55,000 in two ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools. Then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play free Hulu Plus Live TV. Light cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, Stormy Bonantoni and Jeff Parles with you here live from Las Vegas as we welcome in Steve Buchanan like we do every week. NFL and Major League Baseball betting analyst over at DraftKings at SBuchanan24 on Twitter. And Steve, I wanted to say congrats on two big moves here and, and the betting odds that we've talked about here on the show. And so you get one congrats on DeGrom to the Rangers, and we were so close. We thought that Aaron Judge to the Giants, it was in our grasp, but it turns out it was only Arson Judge. It wasn't Aaron. Aaron is staying with the Yankees, but you got the 25-1, to my man. Well done. Yeah, it was a nice little payday there to get DeGrom to the Rangers, and then John Heyman made my day for about 15 minutes and then ruined it, but, you know, that's okay. You know, we'll, I'll talk to John off air and talk and get, and get him straight moving forward. Set him in line. Uh, um, what was, though, just your reaction when you heard the news that it was confirmed Aaron Judge is staying put, and it's the nine years, $360 million deal, so he bets on himself, and it ends up being the correct play after last season. 
Yeah, so we're talking about the third largest contract in baseball history, the biggest free agent contract altogether. But then obviously Mike Trout, Mookie Betts with those monster contract extensions do beat out Judge. But I mean, he did what he needed to do to get this contract here, kind of bet on himself. Uh, a couple reports out there that the uh, the video of him in the airport was fabricated. It was staged. I actually might steal that tactic myself and I'm up for a raise. Maybe I'll you know, put myself <laughs> in a competitor's city, see if that does me any good. But uh, I mean, truly, like he did everything that he could but at the end of the day he just wanted to stay with the Yankees because there's you know rumors out there that he got some bigger offers from some other teams the Padres being one of them still trying to figure out where all this money is coming from with all the guys that they already have that they could also try to scoop up Aaron Judge but obviously that's not going to end up playing out but uh, it's impressive but you know when we talk about this contract in five to six years and Pujols is a good example of this you know what's that going to look like Miguel Cabrera another example what's that going to look like when he starts getting on the wrong side of 30 but that's obviously a problem the Yankees will have to deal with years from now and they get one of the best hitters in baseball at home. Uh, he's been one of their best hitters and they they lock their guy up. Steve, if, uh, when, whenever your deal's up, you're really going to confuse the heck out of some people at Boston Logan. That's all I'll say. And, uh, uh, absolutely. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I got the camera crew ready. Like We're, we're ready to do this. We're going to try this out. I don't know. I know Jason Robbins, DraftKings CEO, co-founder. He's listening to the show right now. I can feel it. So you're, you might be caught, <laughs> my man. You might be caught. And I'll be terminated. This will be my last appearance <laughs> on Houston. So have, have fun, everybody. Enjoy it. Well, uh, going out with a bang then, Steve. <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's go to tomorrow night. Uh, not the most uh, entertaining game. A Raider home game, basically, at SoFi against the maybe Baker Mayfield-led Rams all of a sudden. Uh, you're, you're looking at, at the total here, both the team total and the regular total here uh, for this one tomorrow night. Yeah, for the game total, I like the under at 40. It's at 44 and a half right now. I like the under in this one here. There's just so much uncertainty with this Rams offense specifically, and then all the guys that they have out already. So whether it's Baker Mayfield or Perkins or Wolford, whoever it ends up being, I want to jump on this total now before that news comes out. Because what if it does end up being Baker Mayfield? Wouldn't be surprised to see the total drop after that for somebody that would be able to look at the playbook for, what, two and a half days at most here. But Aaron Donald out of this game already. Obviously, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson not here either. But there's one trend, too, that I noticed that both these teams have seen a significant bump in their run game over the past three weeks. Vegas on the season running the ball about 40 percent of the time. That's jumped up to just under 50 percent over the last three weeks. The Rams going from 38 percent on, on the season to 50 percent over the last three weeks. If both of these teams are going to be running the ball a lot in this one, that usually doesn't mean we're going to get a lot of points in this one here. So I like under 44 and a half right now. And then with the Rams going under their team total of 19 and a half points doesn't feel like a lot of points here but they're three and nine at hitting the over on their team total for this season they're averaging just 16.8 points per game that's only more than three other teams in the national football league the colts the texans and the Broncos, not exactly offensive juggernauts that you want to be in the same company with. I know the Raiders aren't, you know, this defensive, you know, geniuses or anything like that. But this Rams team has just been so woeful over the past few weeks with all the carousel of characters at quarterback. I think they go under this total as well. Another uh, line for the game sitting at six is this Bengals-Browns contest. Uh, Deshaun Watson still looking to knock off some of the rust. He did get a win in his first start back from the suspension against his former team, but 12 of 22, 131 yards and a pick. Now he's got the Cincinnati Bengals, who look to be better than ever these last couple of weeks coming off the yeah. big win against the Kansas City Chiefs. What are you looking at here in this one? 
And let's just fix something you said. Deshaun Watson did not get that win last week. That was the Browns' defense and special teams got that well win. It really kind of, and really kind of <laughs> masked how putrid Deshaun Watson was last week. He completed just 12 of his pass attempts for 131 yards, averaging just six yards per pass attempt in that game. Now you're going up against an offensive juggernaut. Like we go from like the, the lackadaisical Raiders and Rams to this game here. I mean, the the Bengals have just been absolutely on a tear lately. Looks like Joe Mixon is going to get back in the mix this week as well. He practiced in full today, which is a great sign for his involvement in practice and being able to play in this game here. But really, it comes down to the Bengals have just been one of the best teams against the spread all season long. Nine and three overall, three and one as a home favorite this year as well. I don't think we're going to see much from this Browns offense moving forward if they're going to continue to use Deshaun Watson in this in this area. I mean, Jacoby Brissett was the better guy when it comes down to it uh, from what we saw last week so I know he was a little bit rusty here but you're going up against one of the best offensive teams right now in my opinion in the Bengals this also is a great game to tease to getting the Bengals down to just a pick so I think that's another way you could play this game as well Steve AFC East matchup uh, the marquee one of the one o'clock Eastern slate the Jets on the road in Western New York to take on the Bills Mike White Remember, the wheels came completely off of him last year against the Bills. He threw four interceptions in a blowout Buffalo win at the Meadowlands last year. This is nine and a half. Totals 44. Of course, the Jets, with Zach Wilson at quarterback, actually beat Buffalo a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that Wilson goes from beating the Bills to being benched, and that's kind of how this Jets season has gone. But I think this is just too many points to uh, for the Jets here at 9.5. I like this number here a lot against the Bills. If you look at underdogs this season of at least 9 points, they've gone 18-10 and 10 against the spread, and the Jets have been doing well against the spread as underdogs this season. On the road, 3-2 and two, uh, uh, against the spread there, covering by an average of just over 6 points. And then you have the Bills. They've been favorites of at least 9 points points or more five times this season they've only covered the spread in two of those five games and with the way that they've been playing lately they've really kind of slowed up over the past month or so Josh Allen's accuracy hasn't been what we saw at the beginning of the year they just lost Von Miller obviously one of their best uh, uh, pass rushers in that game Tredavious White still kind of making his way back here there's a lot of holes I feel like you can poke in this Bills offense and defense right now whereas the Jets defense especially their pass defense has been excellent so if Josh Allen continues to kind of struggle here through the air, I know he's been running a bit more here, but I just feel like nine and a half is such a great number to get the Jets at in this game. I know it kind of feels gross to back the Jets, especially against the Bills, but if you really watch how these Bill games have played out over the past few weeks, this is not the Bills team we saw during the beginning of the season, and that obviously coincides with the injury that Josh Allen suffered. So I'm going to take the Jets here at plus nine and a half. And I am glad that you mentioned, by the way, Von Miller, for anybody just joining us, Von Miller done for the season uh, with a torn ACL. One more here. The Steelers are two and a half point favorite against the Ravens this week with Lamar Jackson dealing with that PCL injury. Looking more than likely we're going to see Tyler Huntley back out there again. And I'm still just aggressively upset at the Ravens for uh, my teaser leg this past week, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, that was the worst. Are <laughs> we, was, give me a reason to fade the Ravens here, please. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, when you talk about backup quarterbacks, Huntley's probably one of the best backups in the league. When you consider they can basically put him in this offense and it runs exactly the same when Lamar Jackson is in there. That being said, the Steelers' pass rush has just been so incredibly good, and it obviously goes with T.J. Watt uh, coming back lately. Huntley stays in the pocket 
almost more than anybody else in the league at this point. He's averaging 2.87 seconds in the pocket, and that's one of the highest in the league. Going up against this pass rush, you can't afford to be doing that with the Steelers coming at you here. They're great against the run, too, as well, which is obviously Baltimore's game. They love to run the ball here, and the Steelers have just been so good against the spread, covering in three of their last four games. I didn't think I was going to be a Steelers stand this late in the season, but they've been doing their job when it comes to betting and covering the spread. I think this is a great spot to back them here against this backup and really a secondary that's been struggling going up against George Pickens. I think this is a good spot for Pickens and the Steelers to cover this two and a half point spread. Picket to Pickens does have a fun ring to it. Uh, Steve, <laughs> you're awesome as always. Really appreciate you, my friend. And I hope you're not fired after this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if I'm here next week or not. That will be very telling. Fingers crossed. Thanks, buddy. Uh, again, Steve Buchanan does great work over at DraftKings covering the NFL and Major League Baseball at SBuchanan24. Speaking of which, you want to join the conversation with us uh, at Storm Bonantoni on Twitter, at Jeff Parles. Yours is a little bit easier to spell than mine, but you guys got it. It's okay. Google's there for a reason. Stay with us here. A few more games here on the Week 14 NFL slate we haven't touched on yet. So plenty to come as we wrap up VEASAN final countdown this last half hour. This is VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Now, I know that you all listen to this show live every single day, but in case you missed a segment or something like that, you know, you're driving in the car, you get distracted, you can get this show and all of our VSIN programming free as sports betting podcasts, replays of every show. You can download and listen on your own schedule. VSIN.com slash podcast, which also includes Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Hoops Peterson, who looks at every major and some of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule, giving you the best betting opportunities. There's also Beating the Book with Gil Alexander and the Pro Football Betting Podcast, plus Hardwood Handicappers with JVT, the GM Shuffle with former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, Follow the Money, and so much more. All, again, free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Rolling along here, Stormy Bonantoni and Jeff Parles with you as we continue to go through the Week 14 NFL slate. And, you know, something that you don't see every day is a 10-2 team as an underdog to a 5-7 and seven team. But that is the situation that we have this week with the Vikings and the Lions going head-to-head in this one. Uh, of course, Detroit coming off just an absolute shellacking of the Jacksonville Jaguars last weekend, 40-14. to 14. They've now all of a sudden won four of their last five games, the lone loss, a three-point loss to the Buffalo Bills. So they have looked a little bit different here lately, and now they find themselves a two-point favorite against the Vikings. Their offense is as good as anyone right now which is kind of amazing to say about a team that has Dan Campbell as the head coach, has Jared Goff as the quarterback, and are the Detroit Lions. And meanwhile, look <laughs> how the Rams are doing. Yeah, so and a the, little Rams are, the Rams, are, Rams are, well, again, the, the Lions are going to benefit in an amazing way from that because they're going to end up with a top five pick because of that trade between Goff. Uh, Goff obviously going to Detroit, Stafford. Going back to the Rams, I think the Rams would take the trade off. They got their Super Bowl last year. They're, they're, they're going to be all right. But this is a fascinating one because, again, you're dealing with, like you said, Stormy, a team that is 10 and 2 as an underdog against a team that is under 500. So, uh, Evan Abrams of Action uh, wrote this earlier today. 
the last time that a, that a, a team with its starting quarterback playing, so no injuries involved, of course, Cousins playing for Minnesota, that had an 80% winning percentage or better this late in the season and was an underdog against a team under 500 was 2004. Okay? A long time ago. It was Michael Vick and the Falcons, who were 9-2 and two on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were 4-7. and seven. Tampa closed one-and-a-half point favorites. Final that day, Bucks 27, Falcons 0. Ooh. Now, I don't see that happening, but I was fully prepared to bet the Lions this week. I was fully prepared. Now I'm a little bit. You're uh, like, oh, I'll get a few points against uh, the Vikings. I, was, I like I, that. I was, yeah. I, was nope. th- I was thinking I was going to get. I, I was thinking this would be reversed. That yep. Minnesota would be two, and Detroit would be getting two, and that would have been okay. I'm going to take Detroit. I think they're going to win the game. Ah, man, Minnesota's just found ways, Stormy. I don't think they're any good. I think the people that think they are fraudulent are correct. They've won all these close games just because mm-hmm. they they hired the young, handsome head coach who's very good at calling offense in Kevin O'Connell. But I uh, I think Detroit wins a game. The problem is you're at the point where I don't think you can lay it, lay the two. I'd actually rather just lay the minus 140 on the money line because I think they find a way to just win the game outright. And you could get one of those nonsense mm-hmm. Minnesota games where game lands 28-27. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's stopping this game with two bad defenses from landing like one? Kevin O'Connell does kind of look like a Ken doll. I see where you're going with that one. Um, because you, you That's did... Femi Abebefe's line, by the way. <laughs> Is it? He yes. says that too? I didn't yes. know that. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of, though, that uh, that pick for the Rams that's going to Detroit, though, listen to this 2023 uh, draft order here. So, obviously, where things sit right now, the Houston Texans, worst team in the league, they're going to get the top overall pick. Then the Chicago Bears. The Rams are sitting at three with that pick going to Detroit. The Broncos at four as a part of the Russell Wilson deal. Um, That goes uh, the Seattle situation. So that's how that's going to go. The Broncos pick goes to Seattle and the Carolina Panthers at five. Also the Saints pick, which is currently projected to go 10, belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles who have the best record in football right now. Um, Odds makers in the preseason had the Rams and Broncos combining for 20 wins, and now that number sits under 10. I don't think the Rams are winning another game. I don't think they're winning another game. But here's the thing, though, Stormy. Merry Christmas to you and everyone else. We get the Broncos at the Rams on Christmas. So someone has to win that football game. So, so again, the, the beneficiaries of that will be either the Seattle Seahawks or the Detroit Lions, like you said. But it is pretty amazing what has happened. We, look, we've, we talked about Denver earlier. They're mm-hmm. just a pathetic mess offensively. And the Rams, look, I mean, you, you kind of sold your soul to win that Super Bowl. And you know what? Every other team that didn't win the Super Bowl last year would have taken the exact mm-hmm. same scenario here. Hey, you win the Super Bowl, but go 4-13 and 13 the next year. I would I would sign up for that right now. I just remember last year saying, no draft picks, no problem. They're yeah. feeling good. But, uh, oh, how the mighty have fallen, certainly. But, yeah, I mean, they did it to get the ring, and they got it. That whole run it back thing, though, just not working out uh, to that point. The Rams are, by the way, the worst ATS team in the NFL. 3-8-1 and one ATS also have the worst cover margin at minus 6.5. John Walford, day-to-day. Matt Stafford on injured reserve. Baker Mayfield coming through uh, this year, uh, this week, rather, so we'll see if he ends up playing or not. I still do find that unlikely. Uh, another game coming up, though, the Eagles and Giants. A touchdown spread 
in this one, um, I mean, Eagles have turned it back on, it seems. Are, are you of a believer that they can continue to get it done, or are the Giants going to be a sneaky, sneaky dog here? So I, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I think they are the most complete team. They have an offense that is catered absolutely perfectly to their quarterback strengths. I think Sirianni is the coach of the year running away at this rate. Defensively, I think other than their their run defense is a little bit questionable, but their pass defense is really, really good. Mm -hmm. So, of course, if you're the Giants, you just hand it to Saquon Barkley (laughs) a lot. And say, all right, let's see if we can take care of that vulnerable run defense for Philadelphia. I think seven's too much. I wouldn't lay it with the Eagles. I think the Giants can keep playing this game within a touchdown. But I also like this game under the 44 and a half. Jalen Hurts had arguably his worst game of the whole season last year at MetLife against the Giants, a game that was absolutely ugly, low-scoring game. Hurts turned it over multiple times, including an interception at the end. It ended what was just a miserable day for the Eagles against, again, last year the Giants were terrible. Um, But I think this is one where the Giants' defense would wink Martindale, at least confuses Hurts. He hasn't turned the ball over much this year. I think he'll turn it over once or twice, and this game will be tighter and points will be taken off the board because of those turnovers. So I like under 44 and a half the best in this game. Do you think then with that thought process that the Eagles teasing them down just to essentially win the game would be an interesting play? Yeah, look, there are a bunch of options this week that are really good with the favorites to me. I think the Eagles, even if Hurts has a bad game, they'll find a way to get it done. Uh, uh, Steve Buchanan was on the Bengals minus the six. I know that the Browns have owned Joe Burrow for whatever reason in in bizarro world fashion, but this feels like the Bengals are going to rip them apart. Mm -hmm. So they're another good favorite to bet down this week. It's a weird teaser week, Stormy. Mm -hmm. There there are very few dogs to tease up. But a lot of favorites to tease And there are a lot of favorites to tease down. And that usually is a recipe for a bad week for teasers when when that is the case. I don't like hearing that. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> but last week was a really good week for favorites, though, um, mm-hmm. mind you. So it yes, would be nice was. if that train could continue a little bit here. Uh, one game that we haven't talked about at all yet today, the Carolina Panthers uh, in Seattle this week getting four total sitting at 44. This number was a, a little bit on the surprising side, I think, in my mind. Yeah. I, I, so I made this. <laughs> I made this when I was going through. Uh, I, I do the same thing Gil does, just guess lines, figure out what it is, see what there's value. I made this eight. So I was a little bit surprised. I was very much surprised. So did you place the bet immediately, or did you have to do no, some I, rethinking here? No, I haven't, because I wouldn't be shocked if Carol. Now, it's mostly three and a half. Uh, there is a four out there. So I, that bet's probably coming tomorrow for me, laying the three and a half. The only concern I have with Seattle is that defense now is out of the bye got absolutely destroyed by the Raiders offense and John Wolford and the Rams moved the ball on them. So that's a little concerning. Now, not like Carolina's many guys that can hurt you. DJ Moore can hurt you. Dante Foreman is questionable with, mm-hmm. with, with, with a, with a uh, foot injury for this game. Sam Darnold seemingly is an improvement over Baker Mayfield and PJ Walker. Let's hold out on that before we make full determinations, but at least for one game, he looked more competent than those two guys. If Seattle is real about being a true playoff team, you win this game by a touchdown, at least at home. So I'll end up laying Seattle. Uh, but if Carolina, Carolina's defense continues to play like they have the last month, this may be a little bit tighter than we expect. One, two of their last three games, but it's also hard to take a lot from that considering 
who it's to in the Atlanta Falcons and the Denver Broncos, <laughs> but um, that's just my two cents on that. Okay, we are going to subside here on VEASAN Final Countdown, but uh, in just a little bit, I mean, we haven't talked any NBA today, so I guess mm-hmm. I'll. we can give a little bit. Not a lot for you this evening, but there are some very notable injury updates to make sure that you guys are aware of in the association. I don't do this every day, but I have hockey bets today. There we go. So we're going to get a little NHL flavor in here as well as we wrap things up on VC Final Countdown. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. No fear, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook here. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with the World Cup in full swing. Now's the best time ever to check out Bet Rivers because you can log into Bet Rivers every match day and you get a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least 25 bucks. Bet Rivers has all the latest lines, odds, and boosts to create the best match day experience. Head to DraftKings, I mean, head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It's a whole new game. Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers. Just a reminder, that <laughs> Rivers. Uh, we do have a good pro tip, though, like we do every hour here on the network as we close things out here on VSIN Final Countdown. We have 20 of them every single day. You can search them by sport and by show at vsin.com slash subscribe. And uh, this one came to the MVP market. Look at you dropping the pro tips in fill-in duty today. Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's a, a good sign for me, then. I hey, said now. Maybe, maybe some smart things are being said I love for it. once. Hey, if you like Josh Allen to win the MVP – Right now is the time to do it because 14 to one, you're probably not getting much higher than that. And if it gets much higher than that, it means Buffalo lost to the Jets this week and he's probably not winning it anyway, Stormy. <laughs> <laughs> that is well played, well played. No, but again, great stuff. Um, we, If you missed that segment where we broke down the whole MVP market, the show is available in podcast form a little bit after the show that gets posted. Make sure you check it out um, as we dive into some notable names in there. And of course, Josh Allen, but actionable insights, www.vcin.com slash subscribe. I feel like I should work on my radio voice because we're on the radio, but I have kind of like this high-pitched tone, but I want to get into a little jazz blues. <laughs> what do you think? No? Go, go, go slow, the slow jamming? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, I know we talked a lot of football throughout the course of the day, but there is an 11-game slate in the NBA tonight, seven games in the NHL. Uh, some injury news when it comes to the Lakers for tonight's game against the Raptors, both LeBron James and Anthony Davis are out. James dealing with an ankle issue in Davis. Uh, missed the last three quarters of last night's 116-102 loss to the Cavs. Uh, got sick. Patrick Beverly also doubtful today, it appears, with a knee. So uh, Toronto, a 12-and-a-half point favorite against the Lakers, who have shown life lately and been a lot better, but it looks like an uphill battle today. Pat Bev actually just ruled out 30 seconds okay. ago. So that's up-to-the-minute news there for you. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't have anything here. It, yeah. it, the mass unit for the Lakers, uh, if, I mean, even if they play well, what, are you still losing the game by, by 15 points? So uh, I'm staying out of this one. 
Donovan Mitchell, by the way, in that game yesterday, put up 43 as LeBron's former team has now improved to an NBA best 11 and one on their home floor. So mm. the Cavs have been playing pretty solid in Cleveland. Uh, there's a big game tonight. Celtics and Suns. Boston's 20 and five mark, the best record in the league right now. Suns the best in the West, although Phoenix has dropped two of their last three games. And this line has flipped. Uh, Chris Ball, Chris Paul, questionable, but I believe expected to make his return tonight. Um, unless that news has come through that he is starting. I haven't seen it. Haven't seen that one. Um, but Al Horford on the other side entered the league's health and safety protocols today. Malcolm Brogdon, however, is back from the protocols. But at DraftKings, at least, the Suns went from a two-point dog to a one-point favorite against the Celtics. Total has stayed 230 and a half. And you see here at South Point, we have a pick em. I have no play here. All I will say is it doesn't feel like the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the Western Conference. But here they are, just consistent. And the number one seed is the amazing part of the NBA for me this year. Other than, obviously, Boston, who to me is the best team in the league. Milwaukee's the second best team in the league. And then Phoenix and New Orleans, who, again, it's nice to finally see that young team mm -hmm. really coming to its own. And I guess you throw Cleveland in there as well. Uh, just a whole different level of play now after the Mitchell trade. This league is so compact that basically every, te every team is basically between two games over 500 and three games under 500. So it's nice to see actually, oh, we get a matchup with two elite teams – I don't have anything here. If you made me, made me, you twisted my arm, Stormy, and making me play a bet here, I would take Boston. Okay, good to know. I'm I'm not big in the NBA yet. Uh, that's I'm more of like a postseason NBA better, which mm -hmm. I know is such a lame cop out. But I just I've my focus has just been better allotted to other sports right now, and I think that's good. Like for other people out there who are betting. Advice as well, just in general, like find what you're good at and dedicate time to that. For me, it's not the NBA, so I like listening to people who are more educated, and I like listening to Jonathan Von Tobel, and he's great when he comes on with us and gives us some of that inside scoop. By the way, speaking of things at bcin.com, he does those daily market reports, so make sure you check them out. There are a couple interesting games in the NHL tonight, and I dabble with the NHL just to make sure that I'm staying up to date so that when college football is over, I can fully kind of – immerse myself into hockey because it is a sport that I absolutely love and I used to work in the league and so I have interest in it there are seven games total tonight including the weekly TNT doubleheader for Wednesday's Sabres at the Columbus Blue Jackets and Rangers at the Golden Knights um, let's start with that Sabres Columbus game both teams struggling mightily why is that the national TV game <laughs> Lord knows. Um, both sub 500. Um, but the Sabres, I will say, gotten over the hump. They had that eight-game losing streak. Things were ugly. They've won four of their last seven games. Uh, you see them minus 160. Yeah, minus 155. So it's ticked down just a little bit from the earlier 165 price. But plus 150 on the puck line. Total six and a half. Sabres have been piling up goals as of late. So I see why this total is as high as it is. They put up six in their win over San Jose. Four against Colorado, five against Detroit, five against Tampa. Since November 22nd, they're averaging just shy of five goals per game. And looking into some of their deeper analytics, I don't really think regression is going to be an issue for these guys either. They rank eighth in the NHL in expected goals per 60, five on five. So I lean over here. As far as these recent meetings have been, there have been seven or more total goals scored in each of the last four meetings. 
Columbus is going to be without a number of players on their back end again today. Uh, Sabres team total, maybe, though, another interesting bet. If you don't trust Columbus to score, you can do on DraftKings those, like, you can set your own what the team total is mm-hmm. going to be. So over three and a half minus 135. Do you think that they can continue at that five-goal rate over four and a half is plus 175? Uh, the puck line, I think, might also be a play in this matchup. I know I'm giving you a lot of information on a game that nobody cares about, but I care tonight, okay? Um, nine of the Sabres' 11 wins this season have been by two or more goals, and they've scored four-plus in each of those, five or more goals in nine of the 11. Meanwhile, Columbus tends to lose more on the puck line. 13 of their 16 losses have been by two or more goals themselves. Shout out our guy Jonathan Davis, friend of the show, for dropping some of that information. And then uh, I also have... And I don't know why I do this to myself, but I did bet on the Golden Knights again tonight. And though I, pr- I probably shouldn't because Jack Eichel's not playing. Alex Petrangelo isn't playing. But I just think they're so much better than the Rangers at this point. Um, Rangers have really struggled. Facing their former coach, Gerard Gallant. Interesting, too, because the Golden Knights uh, coach, Bruce Cassidy, just got a win over his former team. Barely held on. Finally getting a home loss from the Bruins. I know. <laughs> These are so good. They're actually, I back the Boston Bruins tonight, too, at Colorado. I'm bouncing all over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's a hefty price, minus 160 on the money line. Not fun to lay. But the Avs are essentially an AHL team at this point. Nathan McKinnon out for approximately four weeks with an upper body injury. Five of Colorado's top six forwards unavailable. Two D-men gone. Even a couple of their AHL replacements are still out. Yes, they have Kale McCarr and Miko Rantanen, but dropping four of their last six games straight up now. Um, they've been outscored 10-4 in their last two losses at Boston and Philadelphia. So I like the Bees tonight against Colorado, and I like the Golden Knights uh, against the Rangers. I am all over the place, but food for thought for you all tonight. Uh, the Golden Knights, I just, I don't know. I just, this is more of like a feel thing for me because the Rangers have been so bad. The Rangers, I thought, were going to win the Eastern Conference this year. Oh, uh, I have a future I, on them. It's yeah, not great for me. Yeah, and and instead it's been the rise of the New Jersey Devils this year out of the ashes. Uh, no pun intended on that one. But the uh, the they I've been surprised at how bad the Rangers have looked. Uh, I have no hockey plays. I, I am 100% yeah. deferring to your story. <laughs> I mean, I very well, uh, very well may end up laying that short price on the, on, on the VGK as well. Well, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. And neither Igor Shosturkin or Logan Thompson in net have been at their best lately. So there's potential for goals to be scored in this spot too. Yeah, I lean that way. I haven't done a play on it. I just, I took the short price with the home favorite and against the worst team. And so that's more my logic in this one. But I do lean over in this spot, but not super confident in it. Again, the Boston-Colorado game, Colorado who just won the Stanley Cup, is now facing a lot of the same issues that the Golden Knights faced last year, where the injuries just piled up and piled up, and they could never seem to find their way out of it. I I hope that Colorado can find their way out of it, but it's it's ugly when two of your best players are done. All I will say is, if Colorado sneaks in like VGK couldn't last year, that is not going to be a fun 2v7 or 1v8 oh, no. for whoever draws them in the first round. No, not at all. You are correct there. Um, so, yeah, limited hockey action for me uh, as we ease in. But with I don't have a college football game this week. I don't start my bowl season until next Friday. So I had the opportunity to off? dive into some numbers. I know. Who am I? <laughs> Matt. Well, and Matt stuck with me on a Friday. He's going to be thrilled, I'm sure. <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, again, he's living the dream. Speaking of which, make sure you check out the MMA World Awards coming up at the Sahara. Matt Brown getting all of the action done. He's like the coordinator to the stars. Thank you for filling in, Jeff, though. I appreciate you. Uh, You're welcome. Fun time. (laughs) 
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.